This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Anyway, let's turn our attention to what I think is a really interesting idea. Now, mind you, I'm a little bit biased on this since uh, my father was born in Scotland, immigrated to this country. But what if it wasn't immigration? What if it was just moving from one province to another? Should Scotland be part of Canada? Well, that might seem kind of weird, especially given that obviously Scotland is part of a country. Scotland is part of the United Kingdom. However, yeah, things aren't going so well over there at the moment. they got a big election coming up. It's possible that following that, as Brexit proceeds, that there's going to be another Scottish independence referendum. And support for leaving the United Kingdom is pretty high. Because obviously Scotland voted heavily to remain a part of the European Union. So is that maybe where Canada comes in? Could we offer the Scots a a nice home? We seem like a, a nice country. Well, our next guest has raised the idea, certainly getting a lot of attention. Uh, Ken McGugan is an author uh, who's written such books as How the Scots Invented Canada, 50 Canadians Who Changed the World, another book. He's got his latest, Dead Reckoning, coming out later this year. Ken, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Oh, well, thanks very much. Great to be here. All right. Well, how did you dream up this this wacky idea? <laughs> well, it was funny. It, 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 it seized me. I didn't seize it. I had read a, I'd been reading a, a, a column during the day and the, uh, that touched on Scotland and its, and its unhappiness with the Brexit, as you uh, so, so neatly summarized. And I went to bed, as per usual, and then I had one of those moments where I wake up and uh, got, I've got this idea. Let's invite Scotland to join Canada, and it wouldn't let me go. So at that point, I have my office down the hall, so I, I've, I've got to go down the hall and write up notes. And uh, that's how it came to me. Okay, so obviously Scotland would first have to leave the United Kingdom, right? You, you yeah. can't be you can't be in both. No, no, it can't be in both. But as you pointed out, I mean, uh, the the la- indications are that it's it wants to stay in the EU. It does, and and you know the rest of Britain wants to take it out. And uh, so so it's not particularly happy in its current circumstance and. Uh, it may well vote to become independent. Okay, but could Scotland simultaneously be in the EU and be a Canadian province? Because I don't know if the rest of us want to join the EU necessarily. Well, that's an interesting question. We just spent a long time, uh, years, uh, negotiating a uh, a trade agreement with the EU. Yeah. I mean, tremendous uh, amount of th- a number of things to would have to be negotiated. But that would be an advantage if Canada did want to uh, become part of the EU. Because if we if we're we're sitting here in Canada, we look south. I mean, yeah, Scotland's not happy about Brexit. I don't know about you, but I look south, and I, I'm not altogether happy with the way things are evolving uh, in uh, in Trump land down there. Um, and it, so maybe it's time for us to look around and say, well, where. Where are our friends? Uh, you know, where are our allies uh, going forward? Now, it's interesting because, and you, look, you've written about this, obviously. There, there is a, a deep connection, a historic connection between Canada and Scotland, right? 
You got that absolutely right. I also wrote a book called Celtic Lightning that, that went into that even more deeply than how the Scots invented Canada. Yeah, there's 4.7 million Canadians who claim uh, uh, Scottish uh, ancestry. So we share an ancestral history with uh, the 5.3 million people who are in Scotland. So huge numbers. I mean, no country has a greater concentration of Scots outside of Scotland than, than Canada has. So... I mean, it makes it almost a natural fit. Well, but certainly, you know, we're, we're different in a lot of ways. Uh, Scottish people are hard to understand, for example. <laughs> Scottish people, I'm sorry? <laughs> well, uh, sometimes yeah, it's, oh, hard, they're hard to understand. Hard to understand. You, need, you need subtitles yeah. sometimes, you know, when you're yeah, watching but, TV. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But, you know, that's one of the great things about Canadians and, and, and our Canadian federal system of government. We have developed a way to accommodate differences. In 2006, uh, the Canadian Parliament recognized uh, Quebec as a, as a distinct nation uh, within a united Canada. So we've right. already accommodated a distinct nation. So we know how to do it. We're probably the only uh, uh, country in the world that, that can do it. Uh, we, we can reach out constitutionally. We don't have to make any major change on that front. Yeah, so mm-hmm. Quebec and uh, Scotland, uh, two distinct provinces, uh, two distinct nations uh, within the country, and away we go. Now, the, the geographical issue, I mean, I mean, I guess you could point out, I guess, you know, I mean, the United States has Alaska and Hawaii that, that are certainly far away from, from the mainland. Uh, Scotland's far away from Canada. Does that pose an issue? As you see it, yeah, I, I, I don't see it as an issue, especially uh, with contemporary communications and transportation. It's not the 19th century when you're spending uh, six weeks sailing from uh, Scotland to to Canada. It's not that's not the situation at all. Theresa May walks out of uh, Number 10 Downing Street, and boom, we're right there with her. It's instantaneous. So we've got that, and as you say, I mean, California to Hawaii. Look, I mean, Scotland is closer than that to, to Canada. Glasgow is closer to Halifax than Halifax is to Vancouver. Well, there you go. Okay, here's the big question, though. Let's say that everybody thought this was a good idea. seems yeah. to me that you're talking about kind of, you know, like reopening the Constitution, getting that kind of broad consensus uh, to make a significant change to Confederation. That's yeah. not easy to do. What's the process to adding a province, whatever it, it happens to be, whether it's you know Vermont or Scotland or whatever? Well, it could be it could be fairly complex. Uh, I, I, I believe this is where the formula would come in, but I'm not a constitutional expert. But look, we added Newfoundland in 1949. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. and Canada had been kicking around well the first four. Uh, sections of it anyway since 1867. So, I mean, we did it in 1949. That was quite a while ago. Uh, and we're better at doing that kind of thing, I think, than, now than we were then. All right. So, what kind of reaction have you been getting to this, Ken? You know, it's fantastic. I wrote it as a 170 word blog post initially and then a 600 word article in the Globe and Mail. And this thing has been picked up in Estonia, in China, all over the UK, of course, you know, five or six hits in the UK. Um, <laughs> it's gone into French and Spanish. Uh, I haven't been able to keep up with it, to, to be honest. So um, I, I, it just struck a nerve. What about in Scotland? What do they think of the, the idea? In Scotland. 
<laughs> maybe even especially in Scotland. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, publications that are coming out of the whole UK, obviously, uh, in this instance, uh, attracting a lot of interest in Scotland. And the Scotsman was one of the first newspapers out of the chute, uh, uh, you know, looking at this and analyzing it. So the interest is, has has been tremendous. Obviously, not everybody is saying, yeah, let's do it. But, I mean, there are big advantages for Scotland, too. For example, uh, the uh, one of the scary things about independence is that what, what would happen to their currency, and Canada has a very strong banking system, you know, so... That's one of the things that would be attractive uh, about Canada to Scotland. Uh, okay, yeah, we have the Canadian dollar. Um, that would uh, we could you know uh, prop up the, the the Scottish currency. You know that kind of thing. And as you said, obviously, tremendous amount of negotiation involved here. But it seems to me that it's conceivable. It's, obviously, it's conceivable, much more conceivable than it would have been even 50 or 60 years ago. When, when the distance would have been completely different than it is now. Well, it's a fascinating idea, if nothing else. Uh, folks can read more of your website. It's uh, kenmagugan.com. A uh, book coming out later this year, Dead Reckoning, The Untold Story of the Northwest Passage. Great talking to you as always, Ken. Thanks for joining us here. Well, thanks very much. I appreciate it. All right, that's Ken McGugan. Uh, he is an author, includes uh, the books How, Sc- How the Scots Invented Canada, Celtic Lightning, 50 Canadians Who Changed the World. And he's got a new one coming out, Dead Reckoning, later this year, KenMcGugan.com. So as I mentioned, he put this as, as a piece on the Globe and Mail, and it just kind of took off from there. It's kind of like, was the, uh, who was the MP now? Isn't it Peter Goldring? It was pushing the idea of adding Turks and Caicos as the 11th Canadian prom- uh, pro- <laughs> province. Um, so that was an interesting idea. This is kind of in that same category. I don't think it's going to happen, mind you, but... What do you make of it? 403-974-TALK is a number. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.